Hi, this is Richard Gore. You're listening to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Zwift has group rides for all levels. With a ride approximately every 30 minutes, you can join a group and ride that fits your schedule and your level. Group rides stay together behind a leader. They enjoy friendly banter, a relaxed vibe, a little bit of fun and some friendly racing. Just like rides in the real world, except there's no worries about a rear wheel puncher slowing the group down or being left behind. Check it out for yourself at Zwift.com today. Bonjour, 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 and welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. I'm Christophe Mallet, and I'm your host. And let me uh, remind you before we start that you can uh, download or stream this podcast on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash cycling central. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or your favorite app on your mobile phone. Reach out on our website, sbs.com.au slash cycling central, or schedule a ride with our friends at Zwift. And this week, we have a special guest in our studio. But let's start with the introduction. And I'm not saying she's not special because, of course, she's special. Sophie Smith. Hi, Sophie. Thank you. <laughs> Why are you sucking up? What have you done? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just, I'm trying to fend any other... <laughs> Um, I'm not. I'm not translating Tazawijan for you. Okay. Later, so you know you're on your own. <laughs> even though you've given the compliment. Absolutely. Uh, special podcast. We got. We got nobody else than Richie Port on the line. Hi, Richie. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Nice to be back in Australia. So you you have had a pretty, uh, I would say, inverted comma, Richie. Interesting year. Uh, how do you feel these days? Yeah, I mean, it's, I'm okay now physically, but uh, you know, it does hurt obviously to. Um, crash out of the tour in, in the way that it did but um, you know I guess the, the good thing is that um, next year's another opportunity to try and uh, you know fight to the podium You've just raced in, in Japan um, how how important was this for you to to really have some racing at the end of this year and then probably just you know sh- shake that monkey off your back Yeah I mean the Japan Cup it's, it's a fantastic race to go like I mean anybody that's been to that race you know can vouch that it's one of the most enjoyable races but um, yeah I think the team had the option to send me to Japan or China and Japan was obviously an easier option so it was it was nice to you know even though I didn't finish the, the second day the road race um, to finish the criterion was um, you know a good starting point for my 2018 season. Richie, was it preferable for you to race again this season as opposed to starting fresh in, in 2018? Um, I mean, to be honest with you, I wouldn't really call it racing because I sort of sat at the, the back of the bunch and wasn't really involved. So I think it was more just to, you know, have something to train towards um, for, for the end of the season. Um, I mean, I had a, a lot of time at home, sort of August, September, where I was able to, to get into a bit of a routine and, and um, you know, just more to, to pass the time and try and get a little bit of fitness back. Where are you physically? I know you've been joking on social media about being fat and in inverted commas, which I'm sure you're not, but what indications did you get uh, from the Japan Cup and, and just in general with training, if you have been training in and around Monaco or back in Tassie? Well, to be quite honest with you, Japan was the eye-opener that I needed because I started at the, the back of the bunch on the, the Sunday stage straight up into a climb and I actually 
kind of felt like I was going to have a heart attack, to be quite honest. <laughs> is, that, nice is that all to, the Toblerone, uh, is that all the Toblerone yeah, you've been was, eating? <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's sort of what uh, my wife was joking about. It might have something to do with all the Toblerone. But, uh, you know, that was that was nice at the time. Um, you know, I had kilograms of the stuff, but uh, it doesn't make it any easier. But I guess you need that then, the whole mental, uh, you know, break from the regime and um, really watching what you eat. You know, you, you mentioned you know, the importance for you to, to be there and doing that race in, in Japan. But uh, coming out of that crash, that horrible crash you had uh, at the Tour de France, you know, you mentioned the fact that it was very important for you to, uh, to go racing. But did that change? Obviously, that changed your tactics for, the, for going into next year. Was Japan already on your radar at the beginning of 2017 or that been sort of added because of this particular um, reason? Yeah, I mean, um, Japan was an addition, to be honest with you. Speaking with Alan Piper was always um, Tour de France and then and then go to the Vuelta and, and finish my season there. Um, or maybe, you know, try and go to the Worlds and, and help Michael Matthews. But it wasn't to be. So I've done Japan Cup in, in the past and, um, you know, it's, it's a fantastic race. So then to have that put to the radar, you know, it's always nice to go to Japan as well in, in the off-season. So... It was kind of a, a good opportunity to, you know, holiday, but um, obviously my season was so interrupted that, um, you know, it wasn't a, a regular off-season. So Japan was a, a nice mix between holiday and and, uh, and racing. Less than 24 hours after that crash at the Tour de France, you were already speaking about the 2018 race, the course for which has already been announced. Have you had a chance to look at that yet? And if so, does it suit your characteristics? Yeah, I mean, I've... I've Obviously, seen what's been written. Um, I wasn't at the tour presentation, but um, you know, I think next year it's a bit better for me than maybe what this year's tour was on, on paper. But, you know, we're going back to the cobblestones, and we've been there a couple of times. But yeah, I think um, you know, smaller teams and, and stuff. There's a lot of um, unknowns going to next year's tour, but um, for me, you know, it's, it's motivating. Um, to be too quite honest with you, this year's tour probably wasn't the best one for me anyhow, but uh, you know, I'd still have rather taken my chances than um, crash out and, and have to watch the rest of it on TV. Yeah, absolutely. In terms of the the BMC as a team, uh, th did that highlight the fact that there is an importance to have a plan B? Uh, because the plan B was not really in place for, for you guys this year. Does that mean in terms of the, the, the spirit of the team, the way forward, how you go in 2018, there might actually be a, a plan B? Yeah, I'm just not sure because, I mean, last year, obviously, I had a, a badly timed puncher and, and when we had, you know, plan B and C, then it didn't quite work out. Mm -hmm. So I think it was nice that they kind of went in, you know, with just me as a GC guy, and, and I hope that's what happens next year. Um, you know, I think it's probably more likely that that will happen. But I think, you know, I think if um, we have a bit of luck next year, I think Greg can also obviously win the, the cobble stage. And, um, you know, I think we just have to chance that, that um, you know, something... Some disaster does happen. Let's hope it doesn't. But um, you know, you've sort of got to put all eggs in in one basket, to be honest. Richie, just in turn on that subject, talking about um, title success at Grand Tours, do you think it's actually? Christoph and I disagree on this. Uh, he thinks you need a plan B and C. <laughs> I think to win a Grand Tour title, it's all about just having a, a plan A. It's what Sky seems to have done with Chris Froome over the years. Do you have an opinion on on that either way? Is it more imperative just to have sort of yourself as 
or, you know, one GC tour contender as the one and only leader at a race like the tour? Yeah, I, I mean, to me, I think back to 2014, Rich Guy, um, obviously winning with Chris as the defending champion, then he had to retire injured. And then all of a sudden, you know, this plan B thing was thrown around with me, which was never talked about before the race. And, and you sort of, you know, mentally not, not prepared, even though I was in good condition and perhaps, you know, could have ridden GC, I ended up getting sick. But um, I don't know, I think from from a rider's point of view, you kind of, you know, maybe if you didn't have the pressure on, you might be able to step up. But I think it's hard. Someone going in as, as a support rider to then be like, OK, now we're going to step up and, and um, ride as the leader with, you know, the pressure and everything. I, I don't know, I guess it's maybe it's possible, but um, from my experience, it's... Um, you know, it really has to be all for one leader, to be honest. So Sophie wins the argument. Thank you. <laughs> uh, in terms of be, being uh, mentally fit, uh, there's been lots of uh, of reason for you to to go and tackle this year 2018 with almost a revenge on life, I guess. Is that important for you to uh, to, to basically, in, in your mental process, uh, in, in becoming stronger and better and win that tour next year? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, obviously it wasn't a, a nice way to, to finish up the tour. But, you know, I think obviously we'll start in um, hopefully fall down under um, winning. And I think for me, mentally, the best way to, to prepare for the tour is to, to win races on the way. So I think, you know, but a lot of time the build up to the tour to, to be there but um, you know it's, it, it's not going to deny it you know a big crash does knock you around mentally but I think it can be back where I need to be come July next year. How important is mental fitness compared to physical fitness in sort of your marquee races or, or specifically the, the tour? Yeah to be honest I think it's a it's massively underrated part of cycling I think you know most guys are doing the, the same kind of training and same preparation for races but um yeah, look mental part of it is such a, a huge thing that you know you don't let your private life kind of wander onto you know your, your training life as well I, you know if you've got something going on on the off the bike it, it does kind of wander you know onto to the bike with you in your training session so i think you know taking a, a good mental approach i mean i work with, with a good psychiatrist um, down in Tassie, you know, speak with him weekly. I think it's been a, a huge part of, um, you know, helping me to, to perform at a higher level. It's, um, you know, it, it's a huge area that, uh, you know, professional cycling is probably not up there with some other sports. You kind of just answered the next question, but how do you keep mentally fit? Because physically, you've just said everyone does a similar training or is in the gym. Are there certain techniques that you use specifically? Um, either to keep private and personal, or sorry, private and professional life or just even the pressures at the tour with the media and spectators and everything else. And do you learn from uh, from other sports as well? Maybe like your, your psychologist works with other uh, sports, other people from other different sports and is that also beneficial or not? Well, I don't know. I think it's, you know, I think there's cycling and then there's the tour. Like it's to two totally different things because, you know, the season lead-up is, um, you know, quite important. But then when you get to the tour, it's just an absolute other level. I mean, there's there's a lot more media, a lot more fans. And, you know, there's always some big story each stage, isn't there? Like something big will happen every day, basically. So it's a, it's a little bit 
you know, it feels like it's two totally different um, um, ball games. You know, the, the season up until the tour, and then the tour. The tour is just—I mean, it's an absolute pressure cooker. There's, you know, there's so much going on on social media and stuff like that. So for me, it's probably better just to remove myself um, from that as much as you can. And you know, I think that's where where I've kind of worked on a little bit is trying to do that. But um, end of the day, you know, it's just trying to not make it. Uh, you know, like just simplify things. It's you know, at the end of the day, you're just riding your bike, aren't you? So. Um, mm-hmm. You're just trying to, to deal with it as, as easily as you can. In terms of uh, next year, you know, a lot have been said about the squad reduction. Uh, you guys have reduced your your um, your roster. Uh, Movistar reduced the roster. Pretty much everyone will reduce the roster in in the weeks to come. Uh, what's the mood in uh, in the team? What's the mood around the peloton about about those smaller squads and and tackling something like the Grand Tours with with a smaller squad itself? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I haven't really um, heard too much from from my team because you know, I haven't really been around mm-hmm. them after my crash, but um, to be honest with you, quite often the Grand Tours you end up with, you know, after the first week, eight riders or even less anyhow, but um, it's definitely, you know, going to change things a bit, you know, having one less guy, you take one less big guy for the flats or one less climber, but um, at the end of the day, I guess everybody's in the same situation, so we're just going to have to Get on with it. Okay, uh, we take a short break and then when we come back, we carry on chatting with Richie Port. You're listening to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Don't you dare go anywhere. So if you're into Zwift or even curious about it, check out Zwift Community Live on Facebook. Those guys, they're incredible. They live stream races, group rides and commentate in real time across all the action. They also have previews for courses or Grand Fondos, e-Fondos as it is on Zwift, that are super helpful so you can see what you'll be riding in full detail. Nathan Guira really brings all the action to life, and I've got to tell you, some of those live streams can be as exciting as real pro races. Check it out for yourself at Zwift Community Live on Facebook. Uh, welcome back to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. It's a very special edition this week. We've got Richie Port with us, and we're having a we're having a nice chat, Sophie. Uh, I think Sophie, you got a straight question for uh, for Richie. I just wanted to actually know what if preseason's already already begun or will begin earlier for you based on events this year, or whether you get to take some time out in the East Coast. Um, yeah, in fact. Tassie really and um, pretty easy here. Not much happens, so it's just good to ride the bike and um, go and have a swim and things like that. Just, I mean, it's just simple, good training here. The weather's a little bit iffy at the moment, but um, yeah, just basically back to Tassie until early December when I go back to Europe. So it's it's nice to to be back here and, and do the old training roads and you know then you've got the climbs to test yourself on where you know I knew where I was at at the start of this year before going to Tour Down Under. So it's just cool to, to come back here and um, catch up with family and friends too. Is your race schedule likely to be um, much different to what it was this year and next? Um, hopefully not. I mean, you know, it worked quite well in the build-up. So be nice to try and keep it as, as much as much the same as it was this year. And you mentioned the Vuelta before. Is there a potential double there for you? Yeah, I mean, potentially it's not really high on my priorities but I think you know the team wants me to to go to the Vuelta and uh, after the tour so um, you know if the team wants you to do that then I guess you know you don't really have much of a say in that so yeah I guess um, it'll be the tour and the Vuelta but I think next year uh, also the world kind of suit me which you know it doesn't often so it'd be nice to actually put my hand up and and try and turn up to worlds in uh, 
good condition. Do Do you know uh, if uh, if Frumi is going to come and visit you uh, this year in uh, in Tassie? You know, I know he's done it several times. Is that is that time gone or not? Um, I mean, yeah, probably probably not this year. But um, you know, I think we're still flying off the bike. We're quite good friends. But uh, yeah, like, I, I don't think he'll be coming to Australia. <laughs> this year but um you know it was nice to have him down i think three years ago now and you know obviously launceston uh, the cycling community got a, a buzz of having a, a tour de france champion down here and uh, having summon uh, garants around as well um what what what's your what's your uh, your thought on having summon garants with you next year i think it's absolutely brilliant you know when when we heard that it was a, a possibility that he might be able to come to bmc it was You don't, you know, money can't buy the experience of someone like Simon Guerin. And, um, you know, I see him as, you know, a bit of a, a road captain role who can, can still win races. I mean, to be honest with you, um, you know, you kind of sit there and scratch your head at some of the stuff that Ori could do. Like, why don't they have Caleb Ewan at the tour and, and, and Simon as well? So to have Simon come across, I think, you know, We've not seen the last of Simon. I think he can still win races as well next year. So, um, you know, I, I can't wait to, to race him. Uh, you know, he's a good mate on and off the bike. So I'm looking forward to having the opportunity to, to race with Simon. Have you have you guys talked about it? Yeah, look, I think Simon and I caught up in uh, the end of September. We went and had a weekend um, with our families uh, in, in Provence and, and did some nice rides and, and it's, You know, Simon, anyone who knows Simon knows he's one of the smartest um, guys in the professional peloton. So he's got some good good ideas about next year. And I think, you know, it, it'll be nice for me to have somebody like him on the road calling the shots. So you'd like him to be with you at the tour next year and maybe th in the lead up? Yeah, I'd love to have him there. And I think, you know, at the moment, yeah, you, we'll see how it all goes. But I'd expect him to be there at the tour and kind of the, the road captain I've never really had. <laughs> to be honest, um, when, as a leader. Are there any other teammates that will it be imperative to you going into next season? Yeah, I mean, I get obviously the, the core group with um, Damiano Caruso, who's a, you know, a good guy for the climbs, and then um, Mickey Shah, who's one of the biggest guys in the peloton, who's brilliant on the, you know, the, the flat stages and, uh, and the finals. Danilo Weiss, for me, he's a good friend, but he's really good in the finals as well, and then Um, quite a few other guys like Stefan Kung um, probably do a lot of racing with him he's you know obviously a, a massive talent um, for the future so I think we can have a, a, a pretty good group around and what's on for the immediate future well I think the immediate future is um, trying to burn as much of this Toblerone and <laughs> whatever else it is that's sticking to my ribs just trying to uh, you know hit um, January for Are we likely to see you in uh, in Bodenyong for the for the nationals as well? At the moment, I'd like to do the time trial and road race there, and then um, you know hopefully go back to Adelaide um, to the Tour Down Under, which is you know one of the best races of the season, and it's not hard to get motivated for that. And physically, uh, your injuries all healed or recovered, raring to go? Yeah, I mean pretty much it's all um, all okay. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm certainly raring to go. It's time to you know get get fit and. Uh, Yeah, get back into it. Uh, and then I think one last question because this was during the round in the SBS Cycling Central uh, office. Arm wrestling between you and Froome, who wins? Um, I reckon I'd have him, to yeah? be honest. <laughs> <laughs> especially, especially after the dose now, I reckon I've got him.
We'll leave it at this. Uh, thank you, Richie. It was awesome talking to you, and then we are so much looking forward to uh, to uh, to see you next year, and then to to meet you again. May probably in what we just learned, probably Bon and Young this year. Thank you, Richie. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Richie, and thank you, Sophie. It's been uh, lovely having you uh, here again, once again. Pleasure as always. I'm kind of disappointed uh, this way. I haven't been able to make fun of you. It's. Uh, I feel like I failed a little bit. It's refreshing. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredibly God, refreshing. Richie Ford, haven't been able to. Well, you know what it means. It's just like next fortnight. Absolutely. I'm going to work it twice. You're in a serious <laughs> amount of strife. Uh, maybe I'll have the boys with me uh, helping me. Thank uh, you. Yeah, nice. <laughs> thank you, Sophie. Thank you. And this is it for this uh, week edition of the Cycling Central podcast, the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Hope you enjoyed our chat with uh, with Richie. Before we go, of course, you can download or stream this podcast on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash cyclingcentral. From our website, sbs.com.au slash cyclingcentral. Subscribe on your mobile phone or mobile devices uh, through iTunes or any other app that does podcasts for you. Or schedule a ride with our friends at Zwift. All is left for me to say it's goodbye, stay safe, and we'll see you next time. Bye for now. So if you're into Zwift or even curious about it, check out Zwift Community Live on Facebook. Those guys, they're incredible. They live stream races, group rides, and commentate in real time across all the action. They also have previews for courses or grand fondos, e-fondos as it is on Zwift, that are super helpful so you can see what you'll be riding in full detail. Nathan Guira really brings all the action to life, and I've got to tell you, some of those live streams can be as exciting as real pro races. Check it out for yourself at Zwift Community Live on Facebook.